everyone doing welcome back long weekend off we're back at it welcome to the morning show little bits of everything i like geography history baseball books maybe some movies maybe some music we got chris smither playing great song about how time doesn't stop and you're just part of it uh we got josh thevian in the chat alex swaim norm's here steven's here abe how you doing good morning kyle William Shelby, Stephen Callahan, Troy Pike. Good to see my crew again. Love it. Not Mr. Moon's here. He just finished watching Baggage. Appreciate that. My voice sounds different to me. I don't know if it sounds different to you guys, but maybe I just haven't had headphones in for a long time. Facebook, who we got? We got Chris Nichols, Marion Marion Bay, Australia. Probably not morning for you, but what up? Thank you for joining. All right, cool. This episode of Morning is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee. They saw what we were doing. They wanted to be involved. They're sponsoring the show this week. I am very, very happy. And a little, little known secret that you guys don't know, I was drinking Yes Please Coffee all last week. Didn't even tell you about it. It's a big old secret. Drinking it right now. Big old secret. But yeah, I love it. They like the show. They like the randomness. They like that nothing really makes sense, but everything makes sense. So they're sponsoring the show this week, and I can't be more excited about it. They sent me. They sent me another bag. They're hooking you guys up with a discount code. Basically, go to uh, yespleasecoffee slash johnboy. You get 25% off your first order, or you can click the link on whatever you're watching, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, and they'll send you beans. It's a subscription coffee thing. What I, what I like about it is... You can cancel at any time, and you can also just skip a shipment, which I think is awesome. Skip a shipment, and you're like, hey, dude, I didn't, I didn't drink a lot this week. I slept in or this month. Put me on pause. You can do that. Freshly roasted, shipped to your door with no fuss. They give you when you order it, so I just opened it. When you order it, they give you a playlist of music. You guys know I like music. I open every show with it. Maybe I'll open the show with some music that they're suggesting. It's kind of cool. Uh, so you pick your size, you pick how often you want your beans, and Yes Please will ship you a new and unique blend every time. Skip a shipment canceling time. Upgrade your morning with Yes Please. Use discount code JOHNBOY for 25% off. Whole bean coffee. They got the date on here and the batch number and all that. So that's cool. Happy to have them on board and helping out and keep this show afloat. So go check them out if you like coffee. I need it to survive. And that ends... The Chris Smither song. And that ends uh, the opening sponsor. Yes, please. Go check them out. Help me, help them help me while helping you start your morning. It's a whole system. It's an ecosystem. 
It's perfect. Anyway, guys, you guys have a good 4th of July. Norm Shaver says, also, I missed that the Morning Show merch dropped last week. It did. It did. Yeah, we got some. Some people were asking for it, um, like shirts or hats or, or mugs. Like, I got to get a mug that has a logo on here. Anyway, I feel like I haven't been doing this in forever. Four days off is the most days off I think I've taken in two years. And I truly tried to take them off. Like, I didn't check my phone. I didn't do anything. Just tried to chill at the beach with my uh, my family. My little cousins and the pups. So it was a good weekend. I hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, the music today, as you guys heard and saw, I tried to put it on the screen. Chris Smithers. I like that song. I, don't, I haven't listened to a lot of his catalog, but I like that song a whole bunch. New episodes out today on John Boy Media are Talking Baseball, which we haven't recorded yet. So if you woke up searching for it, we're going to record it. We're going to put it out as soon as it's done. So we're a little behind on that. Pardon us. I Forgive us. But, you know, July 4th. We took a lot of voicemails, or that's what we're doing. Voicemails, we call, had people call in, what storyline are you following on your team that maybe we don't know about? Because we got to get educated. You know, we don't know everything. We don't We don't know a lot at all. You can't only be a diehard fan of one team. John Boy and Jake TV came out. Uh, like Not Mr. Moon said, he already watched it. Uh, baggage, I believe. Oh, the weirdest ending. The weirdest ending of Baggage ever. Little distraction. I'll try not to look at the chat until the end. I always do it at the end, but... Shia, I don't know how you pronounce your name on Periscope, says, I'm ready for the Yanks inter-squad game tonight. So excited for the Yanks inter-squad game tonight. Feel like a fool for how excited I am. But you've been deprived of baseball, and they say you didn't give you any semblance of real baseball. Here you go. Plus, both teams are Yankees, so there's rooting interest on both sides. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. But let's get into the weather. Producer Luke's in office with me today, and I said to him, "Did you do you know how cool the town is that you chose? And he said, no, he did not know. But I'm here to tell you, it's Nitro, West Virginia, and it's a really cool town. It's got everything I want. It's got a bit of history. It's got a bit of local Americana. It's Monday at 8 a.m. in Nitro, West Virginia, and uh, it's 75 degrees and sunny. So that's nice. Not a cloud in the sky. But uh, for real, check this out. So Nitro, West Virginia, even the shape of it, I was, I was like, this is cool. This is cool. It's basically a river town. So you go up the river and the town, for those listening on the podcast app who I always abandon you and I'd never give you the visuals, you know, it bends with the river and it's basically, you know, kind of like Chile, the country, Chile. But then they expanded it to include a casino, it looks like, deep in here. So it's like, uh, you know, it's like Florida and then they expanded it. Little, like a little seahorse shape. A little seahorse shape. That's what I'm going with. There's the nose of the horse. There's the eyes. It kind of falls off from there. But Nitro, cool town. Living memorial of World War One. they say. They, uh, the name comes from nitrocellulose, the main ingredient in smokeless gunpowder. This town was basically built... It was basically built in 1918 so they could make gunpowder for World War I. They just need a huge factory. So in 11 months, they set up all the manufacturing, the distribution, the plants, the warehouses, and homes for 20,000 people to go work there and make gunpowder for World War I. And they were going to call it Red Wop. 
powder backwards, red wop. Instead, they didn't call it that because they were like, that's dumb. So they called it Nitro, which is kind of cool. Nitro High is the name of the high school. I thought that was cool. Nitro High. But then they're the Wildcats. Should be something different. Should be something cooler than that. Nitro Wild. Got to be something like more like, you know, uh, um, the aughts and X Games. Give me some crazy name. But Nitro, kind of cool. So they made like so much gunpowder in their first shipment. This is pretty funny. Um, They were producing 100,000 pounds of high explosives per day, and then the war ended. So their first shipment of gunpowder was their last shipment of gunpowder, and Nitro, West Virginia, was like, oh, shit. Our whole town kind of depends on the war existing. So after the war ended, they, uh, like some people bought it up, developers or investors, and then they tried to sell it to other chemical plants and other, other chemical manufacturers. So then it became just like a town that produced chemicals. There's a nickname for the whole area. Um, the reach of the Kanawha River Valley between Bell and Nitro is known locally as the Chemical Valley, which at its peak in the 1950s and 60s was the leading producer of chemicals in the world. Nitro, West Virginia. On the river. It's crazy. Built a whole entire town in 11 months. 20,000 people, houses, Everything. And then the war ends, and you're like, oh, shit. We got a lot of gunpowder. But they eventually got more chemical companies. They actually produced Agent Orange, I think. And then there was a big lawsuit about it, and they had to settle. That guy's smiling. That guy's smiling. Uh, Yeah, there's a video here of the 100th birthday. And so Nitro was born. Very little. Nitro resident Jack Moody. There was very little reason to continue the war on our part unless we had some gunpowder. And so Nitro was born as a town to make gunpowder for World War I. The factory and housing for 20,000 people went up in 11 months. And contrary to a myth, the town was not named after the explosive nitroglycerin. They had originally. I said all that already, but that guy's got a cooler old school voice. There's a cool shot at the end here where they show a house that was built in probably like 1920 or something, and then they overlay it with it. Well, I was going to say now, but this was filmed in 1989, so not now. There it is. Old-ass house, and then in 1989. Still looks exactly the same. Probably 50 years. I guess that's not that old, but that's cool. I like when when we stumble upon random-ass cool towns like that, like Nitro. West Virginia, 8 a.m., it was sunny, 75 degrees. So enjoy that, everyone from Nitro. You got a cool town. I like it. I like the shape of it. The casino's kind of funny. You got, I think there's river gambling. There's definitely river boats and river tours. I don't know if they're gambling there. Um, I don't know how much I'd want to visit Nitro. It doesn't seem like that cool unless you just do history stuff. Oh, no, it is a, It is like a living memorial of World War One. so I definitely want to visit Nitro. I don't know if I want to... Travel just to visit Nitro. I wish there was other stuff in the area. If anyone's from West Virginia, let me know if there's anything else around there. But, you know, West Virginia kind of shouldn't be inhabited. Like, everything they do, and the nature just kicks them out. And they're like, yo, you probably shouldn't live there. But people still live there. It's kind of weird. Where's my sound drop? Nitro, West Virginia. Awesome. And that's all I have to say about that. Baseball player of the day is Bill Wamby. Real name, Wamgans. Wamgams. 
I don't know how you fucking pronounce it. He is most famous for turning the only unassisted triple play in World Series history. And after he turned it, they made they made him take a picture with uh, the three guys he got out. And it's kind of funny to for the three guys that got out. Like, look at this photo. There's there's a Wombie on the left, and then in height order, you got the three guys that he got out in the unassisted triple play. Kind of weird. Like, hey, I guess it was so exciting. Also. I believe it was the 1920 World Series, so it was 100 years ago today. So in this World Series, we'll probably just get an unassisted triple play, and people will make a big deal out of it and say, like, wow, the universe makes things. There's nothing random. Uh, so put your odds on that, unassisted triple play in the World Series this year. Book it. Also, I think it was the first Grand Slam in World Series history. Um, And our dude, Bill Wamby here, was... On the basis for it. So, I'm trying to find the names of these guys. Um, he was a second baseman. All right. We got standing alongside the victims of his unassisted triple play from center left to far right. Pete Kilduff, Clarence Mitchell, and Otto Miller. It was the 1920 World Series uh, let's go to old Bill Wombie's baseball reference page. He played for 13 years. Oh, and also cool about Bill Wombie is is he coached the um, All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, which is an awesome league, and everyone loves a league of their own, and I believe the woman from... Broad City is making a Amazon TV series all about the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. My biggest gripe is his terrible name. All-American Girls. So AAG Professional PBL. AAG PBL is the acronym. Far too long. Far too long. Um, you know. WPB, Women's Professional Baseball. Could have done that. Our dude, Wambi, if you see here, he led the league in games played, played the max, and played appearances in 1924. In 1922, we got MVP votes. That's cool. And led the league. he led the league in sacrifice hits twice, 43 times and 42 times. Selfless guy, Bill Wambi. I want to go to this uh, 1920s World Series game. See what we're looking at. 1920s World Series. I believe it was game three. Pivotal game in the nine-game nine set. Everyone was throwing their best pitcher, Burley Grimes. Uh, maybe it was game two. I know Grimes pitched. Oh, I think it was game two. All right, let's see if we can find this unassisted triple play. How would you even find it in here? Double play. Um... Great podcasting, Jimmy. I guess I'll just do control F triple and not be a fucking idiot about it. So it doesn't look like it's game two. Game three. Doesn't look like it's game three. I can find this much easier. You can find this much easier, Jimmy. You can find it so much easier than what you're doing. Um, 
Maybe. Maybe I can't. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay. 19, October 10th. Game five. How about that? We weren't even close. Want to do some nicknames? Let's do some nicknames. Let's see what 1920s had to offer. Does my mic sound different? I didn't check the chat after I said that. My mic sounds different to me. Uh, all right. Ivy Olsen. Sounds like sounds like an attractive young female musician slash actress. Ivy Olsen. But it was a shortstop for the 1920 Brooklyn Robins. Jack Sheehan. Tommy Griffith. Zach Wheat. <laughs> Hi Myers. Hi. H H I. Hi Myers. Birth name Henry Harrison Myers. Hi. Hi. Why are we doing that? Led the league, led the league in triples twice and slugging percentage once. Hi Myers. Why are we calling a guy high? Seems like it's uh It's like if you Darvish was American his nickname was you. Effective as a leadoff man, middle of the lineup, high, Harry to high. Is this common? You can bet they were. No real reason why they called him high, so I guess it was just as a nickname for Harry, whatever. Who else we got here? We got Tris Speaker, Elmer Smith. No, that's the that's the other team. All right. Uh, Ed Konechi, Pete Kilduff. Triple play, dude. Otto Miller, Ernie Krueger, Burley Grimes, great name. Charlie, Jack, Bill, Tris, Elmer, Larry, Doc, Joe, Steve, Pinch, Thomas. Pinch, Thomas. Did the AAGPBL ever integrate? I don't believe so, but I'm not sure. Thank you for the donation, Virtuoso. That was very kind of you. Uh, Pinch, Thomas, a catcher. He pinch hit. His name was Chester David Thomas. Let's find out why his name was Pinch. Was he a pinch hitter? Was he good in the good in a pinch? You can count on him. Pinch. Do, 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 do. Um, he was used as a pinch hitter. Wow. His record as a pinch hitter, 13 for 31. So that's how he got his nickname. He was just a great pinch hitter. Now we had. We had, um, do they have splits? We had uh, Ian Happ on Talking Baseball, Ian Happ, and he declared himself the best pinch hitter in baseball. I don't get upset about it. I was like, you know, half joke, but, like, his numbers are pretty good. Let's see. Where the hell are the pinch hit numbers? Do they not have them for that? Do they not have them by position for players in the 1920s? I guess not. Defensive positions. Oh, as a pinch hitter. Okay, so can you guys see this? Pinch Thomas, name is Pinch because he's the good pinch hitter. In his career, I did career, right? Yeah. He was had a uh, 238 batting average. A 360 on base percentage and a 598 OPS. I think Ian Happ is gonna be better than that. It's not very good. Let's see what Ian Happ's career career pinch hitting numbers are. Ian Happ's career pinch hitting numbers. 
Yeah, 296, 409 on-base percentage, 1.057. He's had 66 plate appearances as a pinch hitter. Pinch Thomas had 25. They must have not kept track for a while. They must have not kept track for a long time. Otherwise, Ian Epps crushing him. Someone in the chat, Andrew House, said, hey, a coffee sponsor. Yes, 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 please. This is the coffee. I'm drinking their coffee. Wow. Sponsored up. Love it. They got the whole week covered. Yes, please. Go check them out. Click on the link underneath any of this. Yes, please. That coffee slash John Boy. 25% off first order. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, all right. So, Pinch Thomas. Sorry, man. Your name doesn't hold up. Unless they kept the stats wrong. Got a little pinchy face. Oh, I didn't even get to the triple play. Oh, shit. I'm not... We got lost. We got lost on the way to the triple play, and we're all okay with it. It's the Monday after July 4th. We're excited. There were two triples in this game, and here's the triple play. Jim Bagby's the pitcher. Pete Kilduff had singled. Otto Miller singled, and then they were on the move. When it was a line drive to second base, he caught it. Stepped on second to get the to get Kilduff and then on the force and then tagged out Otto Miller. Good job. Uh the dude, Wambi, said, this is his quote, funny thing, I played in the big leagues for thirteen years. 1914 through 1926, and the only thing that anybody seems to remember is that once I made an unassisted triple play in the World Series. Many don't even remember the team I was on or the position I played or anything. Just Wamgnans, unassisted triple play. You think I was born on the day before and died on the day after. I don't think that's what he sounded like at all. Probably a 0 out of 10 guess at his voice. You'd think I was born the day before and died on the day after. wonder how many people thought that. Probably not a lot. Probably not a lot, Wambi. Probably not. The other thing, cool thing was uh, his daughter or granddaughter, Bill Wom, Bill, what's his name? Wombi. The fuck? How do you spell his name? His daughter or someone went on. Oh, look. The morning show comes up. All-American Girls Professional Baseball. All right, never mind. Can't find it. His um, his daughter or his granddaughter went on Antiques Roadshow or, or one of those shows and had, like, all of his memorabilia from the All-American Girls Professional Baseball. He was a coach. He won a championship with the Daisies, I think. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Wombie, unassisted triple play, and that's all there is to know about him. Sorry, man. I'm not. Oh, wrong button, dumbass. And that's all I have to say about that. I finished a book this weekend, so hope all of you just clapped for me. 
It's a big accomplishment. Should be celebrated. Swing Kings by Jared Diamond. Jared Diamond sent me a copy of this. I started it. I loved it. Got caught up doing a ton of things. Finally got four days at the beach. Yesterday, I think I just crushed the last 150 pages. It's got a little weather on it, a little inside info. I took this jacket off as soon as it came and left it off until I finished it. I hate jackets for hardcover books. You can see it's a little wet. Did some beach reading. Incredibly interesting book. Jared did a great job. Incredibly interesting book about, about it, it's really, it's about the, the swing revolution and, you know, the uh, how guys are changing the way they swing, but it's, it's really about these characters, these hitting coaches that aren't, part of the league at all that had crazy ideas and tried to infiltrate the system and everyone hated him. Um, you know, the main guy is Craig Wallenbrock. He's called the Oracle and basically dude, it's nuts. The, everything that I learned how to hit is so wrong. Like for example, I wish I had a bat. I'll embarrass myself as kids. You're lot, you're taught to go here, right? And then your first move is here to the T. And uh, all these hitting coaches and, like, you know, the players that are involved in this, Ted Williams didn't believe that to be the right way, uh, Chris Bryant, Joey Gallo, Josh Donaldson, George, uh, Aaron Judge, uh, Kingery, Braun, Conurco, Jason Castro, J.D. Martinez, Marlon Bird, Justin Turner, tons and tons of players. You know, these pitching coaches went to and studied video and were like, everyone, even A-Rod still says he throws his knob. And uh, they were like, you know, these hitting coaches, no, you don't. They say everyone, their first move, all the best hitters, is back. And they say it's more a Ferris, Ferris wheel than a merry-go-round. It's crazy. Wow. Nuts. But it's incredibly interesting. Like Aaron Judge's hitting coach is a lunatic on the internet. He's just an internet troll. But, you know. Judge had a weird swing in 2016, and he completely revamped it, so he gets credit for that, I guess. Judge flies him. Judge flies his hitting coach, and they have, like, secret sessions whenever Judge is feeling off at midnight in a random gym somewhere because they can't do it with the Yankees because he's not a Yankees employee employer. Here's Justin Turner. I think it's a cool picture. Justin Turner's original batting stance, kind of how, like, we were all taught. The new batting stance, high leg kick, hands stay there, and the first thing the hands do is they go back, not forward. It's nuts. Really cool book. So I'll put the link into I'll put the link to it in the description, and uh, hopefully if we have time, I know we're crazy, I can try and get uh, in touch with Jared to have him on talking baseball or somewhere to to ask about it because it's pretty cool. But yeah, I finished it. Home run, the inside story of baseball's home run revolution. Now there are juiced balls. He does address that at the very end you know, for the spikes in home run, and that does play into it. But the basis is he is saying, you know, what he's what he's writing about is true. Like these these swing gurus really were doing stuff that MLB teams were not. And Ted Williams says that's how they swung. But then when AstroTurf came, hitting balls on the ground was good because it fucking flew off the bat. Pete Rose, George Brett, um, Wade Boggs, they all hit him on the ground. They wanted ground balls because the AstroTurf were so so crazy. And then, so that generation, like, in the 70s really changed it. And they said, no, hit him in the air. Uh, 
there's a quote in there that I thought was funny. Daniel Murphy, he changed his swing. He first he laughed at was it Bird? He laughed at one of his Mets teammates. I think it was Marlon Bird for his swing. I was like that's stupid. And then he changed it himself <clears throat> when he went to the Nationals. Changed his swing to just start hitting him in the air more. His numbers were crazy. And like the stat, Daniel Murphy always says that, you know, only 7% of ground balls go for an extra base hit, which, you know, Jared in the book was like, I don't, that's not like 100% accurate, but that's what Daniel Murphy heard once. And maybe it was accurate then. And that's what he knows. 7% of ground balls go for extra base hits. So whenever Daniel Murphy sees one go down the line and the dude gets a double on a grounder, he's like, that's a 7%er right there. And that's a fun baseball term that I think I'm going to start, I'm going to start using. So. Swing Kings. And that's all I have to say about that. I think that's the end of it. I think we're at the end. Got any questions? What time is it? 9.38? I can do like 10 minutes. No. I can I can do like 15. Wow, he said he could do 15. Uh, Because we're not doing JGR today. And we're doing Talking Baseball at like noon, I believe. What else is on our schedule? Sometimes I tell you guys what's coming up. I don't know if you like that or dislike it. But our record schedule today is morning, doing it, um, talking baseball. Oh, laughs! The one hundredth episode of laughs from the past. We are doing uh, like trivia. Like uh, producer Luke did a, you know, like a, a clip show. But like, do you remember this character? Do you remember that character? Do you remember what this was? And just kind of like you know, having fun remembering all the shit we've talked about. Uh, and then we have Talking Yanks voicemails we're recording at the end of the day. So cool. Love the photo shoot. Laughs from the past season nine and topic. Uh, we have a topic for season nine. I'm not sure. It's not, I don't know. I'll ask producer Luke. I don't know if I can announcing that in a fun way. How do you take your coffee? Black. Nothing in it. Boom. Anyone in uh, the Facebook chat saying anything you want me to comment on? Thanks for waking me up, John Boy. What's up from San Francisco? What's up, man? How's fourth in San Francisco? Nice and chilly. 60 degrees. Carl out. I watched baseball this past few years, but since sports, this is Kyle Genslinger. What a name. I watched baseball these past few years, but since the sport outage, we are going through all your videos or keeping it alive for me at least. Thanks again. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, oh, oh. I got another package when I got the coffee, and I want to open it from uh, – let me make sure I have her Twitter so I can shout her out because I'm very excited about this. We have two decorations coming for the office. Do, 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 do. Gary goes boom, and I believe she's in Periscope or, or um, Twitter. But I got this when it came in. Very excited about it, trying to figure out how we can best put it up. In the studio. Uh, hold on. Oh, yeah. It's fucking awesome. The mailman kind of just shoved it into our mailbox, which is like, come on, dude. This is this is amazing. Be nice about it. But Chad Green painted as a goose. It's our first piece of art that's going to be in the studio. Very excited about it. So thank you to Sophia. Gary goes boom on Twitter. Check this out. I mean, if the fact is just amazing and perfect that this is the per- first piece of art that's going up in the studio. I don't know if I got frame it. I don't know if we can hang frames on the top of the soundboard. 
we got to figure out the best way to hang this without harming it. This is amazing. Gary, uh, Chad Green is a goose. We call him the goose because he's a multiple-inning reliever. So, like Goose Gossage, real relievers go three innings. So, last year the Yankees had the four horsemen, Chapman, Britton, Adovino, Canely. They're all one-inning guys. And the goose, four horsemen and the goose. Love it. Anthony Sosha said, uh, yo, keep reading books, dog. Can't wait for the season breakdowns. Thank you, Anthony Sosha. That was a very kind uh, donation and support. Appreciate that. And Sophia also included a drawing of Jake and I. This is awesome. So thank you very much. Go follow her and check out all of her art. I'm really excited about this. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I like. I want to frame it so they don't get harmed. But I don't know if we can hang frames on, on a like. I'll show you like on a, the soundproofing. It's like a tack board, but I don't want to just tack it up there and risk harming it. So I'll have to ask around because I'm not smart enough to figure that out. Very excited. Thank you very much, Sophia. We got another one coming too. I mean, we asked for Chad Goose paintings, so there is a, a second one coming. That's more of like a, a pencil stencil drawing. So, cool. So the first two pieces of art will be Chad Green drawn as a goose. Which, you know, is perfect. I can't, it's just, you shouldn't have had anything else. Um, can you stream during the Yankees Interstrad tonight for us that can't watch? I haven't figured out how I'm going to cover Yankees games yet. So... You know, last year I was in my office and I was sitting at my computer. I had three monitors going and I was watching the game and I'd make GIFs and breakdowns and, and watch both feeds. And it was a whole operation. But uh, I also kind of alienated myself from everything else in my life. So I haven't figured out. Like, I don't think I can watch games from the office because then I will literally be here from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. And I think my fiance will be not happy with that. But I don't have a setup at our apartment yet. But I can do that. So I have to figure that out. So tonight's going to be the first time where I'm like, ah, I might have to cover it on my laptop, which isn't really plausible, but we'll figure it out. Jill's got a, a title here. Seahorse City in the Chemical Valley, an unassisted triple play, and we're all swinging bats wrong. It's not bad. Luke's in the office. Usually I slack him these. The titles I come up with are so bland. They kind of work for the breakdowns because they're just like very much exactly what's happening. And then I just put a breakdown at the end. But for these, they're kind of boring. Kind of boring. I think Jake's here. I'm excited to see him. Probably long as I gone without seeing him in a long time. All right. I think I'm out. I think I'm going to head out. I think I'm going to go enjoy the the morning, get back into the swing of things. I thank you all for hanging out with me. Um, and thanks to Yes Please Coffee for being the first sponsor of the morning show. Something I started as a joke, and then I thought they were going to be 10 minutes long, and now they're incredibly structured, and they have segments, and they're incredibly unstructured. And we get a lot of people tuning in every day, and a lot of people tuning in live. So... I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much for being part of this and help me build it and, and whatever. Breakdowns today? Yeah, I have two that I want to do. Um, yeah, when I take four days off from breakdowns, I kind of get big anxiety about like, oh, shit. You know, it's been too long. So 
But we do have a busy day where we have to record some other stuff that's pertinent as well. So <laughs> I'll figure it out as I cough. Um, cool. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Goodbye. Never seen my life in such a hurry. But if I stop to worry, I get left behind. It's just a party, but you don't get invitations. And there's just one destination, you better be on time. For years we rhymed in couplets, we sang them two by two. Now we hardly rhyme at all. Here's a few, and if they hurt, there's bullets left to bite on. Don't wait up, leave.